Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard. One, two, three, four! People do feel very radically different about gender experience. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. That diversity is like the number one thing I think that has to be reckoned with. Agenda with women in the arts. You're listening to Agenda by Women in the Arts. I'm Isabel Hawthorburn. And I'm Katie Winton. Thanks to all the rest for another really beautiful episode. That was a nice one on First Love. If you missed that, head back to fbiradio.com slash all the best. Today we're going to talk to Sydney-based filmmaker Diana Popovska about her upcoming web series Plans, Capital Plans, which explores the lives of culturally diverse and queer young people in Sydney. We actually got a sneak peek of the trailer and it looks really good. I think... When you see a diverse cast, it can be really refreshing, but it also is a bit jarring because you realise how, or it kind of highlights how straight and whitewashed Australian television can be. Um, so we're going to be talking about diversity in Australian television and television more broadly today. We're also going to play, play brand new Princess Nokia and Bonoffi. Um, and I think we're just going to like fan out a bit about Hot Brown Honey because we oh, saw it last night. So good. It was really good. So stick around while we just relay it scene by scene. We're going to try very hard to not rant about it, <laughs> but we'll, we'll chat about it later. But first up, um, the recent census in, in Australia found that more than one in four Australians are born overseas with more from Asia than any other continent. Australians were born in close to 200 different countries and almost half the population in 2016 had been born overseas or had at least one parent born overseas. Three out of every 100 people identify as Indigenous and it's clear that we're living in a pretty diverse country. Do you think Australian TV reflects that? Text us 0409 945 945. <laughs> I'm just wondering what, <laughs> what TV shows. Think? What do you think? What TV shows are you watching and whose stories are being told? Yeah. I think Australian TV is getting more diverse and it's still a pretty, I mean, it, yeah, it's a pretty long way from reflecting the Australia that we actually live in. Yeah. So the census showed that we're kind of getting gayer, we're getting linguistically and culturally more, more diverse. Um, but it's. Yeah, I'm not sure that that is reflected in television. Interestingly, in 1999, there were two Indigenous actors on Australian television, um, Aaron Peterson and Heath Bergeson. Um, today, 5% of all main characters on our small screens are Indigenous, while Indigenous people make up 3% of our population. So that is really surprising. I found that very surprising, and um, but heartening as well. Um, there was a Screen Australia survey done, I think either last year or the year before, called Seeing Ourselves, Reflections on Diversity in Australian TV Drama. And so it kind of looked at 2,000 main characters, and main characters are basically defined as people that occur in every episode of a show, or, be- or almost every episode of a show. And so they, this um, this survey wanted to track visible diversity um, and see how characters' sexuality, disability and cultural backgrounds were represented. And so it was, if you're a gay character or if you were, um, I don't know, if you were like linguistically diverse character, you had to, that had to be a part of the storyline for it to count. It couldn't just be implied. Um, That's an interesting way of collecting Yeah, I think so. Um, so despite the fact that around 32% of Australians have cultural background other than Anglo-Celtic, the survey found that only 18% of main characters and non-Anglo-Celtic backgrounds. So I think that, like, to me that sounds right. Like when you turn on the TV, it's like you mainly see white people, you mainly see straight, straight people. Yeah. With and a I've- few kind of 
characters thrown in there to be like the mystical Negro. Yeah, or uh, the to support of, the plotline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we want to hear from you. Are there shows that you feel are diverse in representation? Text us. That number again is 0409 945 945. Are you watching anything good at the moment? I don't know. I was thinking, I was going to ask you, and then I'm like, it's probably a TED talk on like zero <laughs> inbox or something. I don't know why I'm asking you. For um, TV I'm wa- no, no, no. I'm watching You Can't Ask That, and I'm, I'm really right. very into it. Yeah. But I guess that's not really like it. I mean, it, obviously, it's, think- a, it's a web series, but it's kind of more a documentary style, mm. ABC iView um, yeah, right. series. And it's so incredible. I just think that it's such a great way of like emphasizing diversity in terms of people's like stories. And I really think that you can't or that people find it quite difficult to associate or to kind of like take into someone taking taking into consideration someone's um different points of view without empathizing i think it's like such a great way of showing empathy on screen yeah just through like personal last... stories it's amazing yeah i, I, would I was highly talking about it. it last night it's it's such a good idea um yeah. particularly because you know we kind of stress that it's like the onus is not on the an oppressed person to totally. educate other people so this is like a nice way for people to answer some questions some questions you're just like they're so dumb that you oh can't my ask god them. Um, if you haven't seen it it's like a web series where basically um people who are marginalized in some kind of way answer questions that people ask them all the time so they're like you know really kind of some of them are really quite awful and rude and some are really just a bit stupid (laughs) like and they have to answer them over and over again and just watching their faces when the response comes in as well where they read the question and they're like oh this one Mm. okay yeah Mm. like you know Mm. like it really it it's yeah Yeah. i'd recommend it oh cool (laughs) anyway what are you watching i'm watching glow i it's so good everyone should watch it it's on netflix and it's um kind of i think it's like an eight episode series about i think it must be in like it's like Cold Warish era, maybe like mid eighties, um, and it's about this like team of um, female wrestlers, and it's like really similar. Like the vibe is really similar to Orange Is the New Black, where it's like a predominantly it's the same writer, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. As maybe Orange Is the New Black, yeah. were we talking about that last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like predominantly female cast, and it's so good, and it's just like I've never watched a tv show where like they've talked about childcare and just like there's this it's just like really interesting to just and so refreshing to um i said refreshing like three times today um are you refreshed i'm so refreshed i am though i've been watching it and like using it to like psych myself up before i leave the house i have to watch like one episode of like female wrestling and then i'm like yes i can get through this day (laughs) (laughs) but it's so good it's really um soundtrack's cool the like costumes are really good it's like it seems very like authentic and <laughs> really like that level of uh critique <laughs> soundtrack good costumes good also good very Izzy, good big tick from Izzy. <laughs> huge tick should we should we do the segment can we do the segment everything's okay. terrible where yes. we look at the week in news from a feminist perspective yeah are we still calling it Go home, everything's terrible. Maybe people can text in with like better. Oh, um, yeah, text us. Better titles for this segment than Go Home, Everything is Terrible. Or text us with your good news. Yeah. 0409 945 945. Um, So, as is the way, I'm going to start off with some bad news. Okay. Last month, Texas Texas legislators advanced a bill to reverse Obama's motion um, for safe bathroom bill, I guess it was, meaning that transgender school children would be forced to use bathrooms which corresponded to their biological sex at birth. Ugh. Trump's um, So Trump has kind of rolled back those, which is really sad. 
But in good news, a new campaign led by New York's Irregular Labs, which is an incubator for young talent, is not having a bar of it. So tomorrow it will launch a worldwide campaign called Arts Not Parts, which is the brainchild of a teen girl named Grey, with the aim to support young gender fluid and trans people through creativity. Arts Not Parts has asked 45 artists, activists, musicians, magazines and models such as people like Peaches, Sia, J.D. Sampson, etc., etc., and Days Digital to create posters that essentially tell Trump and all his cronies to uh, get bent. And they can print them off. So yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like the- They're all downloadable and the idea, it's the idea that people will print them off and uh, post them around bathrooms to kind of reclaim them as a safe space, which I think is great. Yeah, that's really good cool. News. Um, good news. I also just love peaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as of, uh, I guess it was this Monday it started, billboards around New York City will swap out their traditional promotional materials for some freshly squeezed feminist art. The summer, <laughs> I just read that straight <laughs> off. I probably wouldn't have said that unless it was written I was now. like, wow, you really copied and pasted that one. <laughs> the summer initiative entitled The Future is Female was organised by non-profit organisation Save Art Space, which frequently transforms advertising spaces into impromptu sites of public art. So it's kind of like an urban gallery experience. And it means that so that it happens in New York, Miami and L.A. And it's a way of getting citizens to challenge the, um, the way that they kind of engage with art in their everyday life. Um, and the one that's happening in New York at the moment is a, features a full roster of women artists and feminist artists. So that's really cool. cool. I think it's like nice when you're on the subway or something and you're on your way to work. It's not to see like the regular yeah it's amazing how much that actually infiltrates your yeah. your um your everyday kind of mm. commute um also in good news coming back to tv the new york state legislator legislature passed a new law on wednesday allocating up so to- many extra syllables you're like legislature. i really i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um allocating up to $5 million in new tax incentives to encourage the hiring of women and people of colour as TV writers and directors. I'm so very, that's good news too. I'm so excited about that. That means that we're probably in the next couple of years you're going to get a bunch more exciting television, which is good. Um, okay, we're just going to keep on saying good news because yeah, I good feel like news. it's good. Um, Beyonce's husband, Jay-Z, has released his album 444 <laughs> uh, just days after his twins were born. I wonder so. what it's like for him to be married to Beyonce. It would be huge. Um, but he's actually a good musician in his own right so very <laughs> bust of luck to you Sean Carter um I haven't listened to the album yet but our producer was saying that his there's like on one of the tracks he does like a duet with his mum yeah and she comes out on it yeah so there's this song on it called smile and Jay-Z's mum Gloria raps on the outro and she um comes out basically and the, the end part of it she says life is short it's time to be free love who you love because life isn't guaranteed Aw, Gloria, that's beautiful. I know. Um, and Angela Merkel has taken on that advice. I think Germany has just voted to legalise gay marriage, which is very cool. Probably in sad news, we're not going to be doing that for a minute. I don't think in Australia. Uh, other good news. We went and saw <laughs> Hot Brown Honey at the Opera House last night, which was absolutely incredible. I think we're a bit slow on the uptake on this one. I've been trying to pressure you to go with me for so long <laughs> I know. I, you never take me anywhere I know. Then, yeah but it was really nice but Kate. we had someone text in last week saying that that was their best feminist news for the week which was really cool because then we yeah. went and saw it last night and it just really was 
so incredible and kind of like such a strong tension between laughing and crying I found you know like so many moments where you were kind of laughing along at this really like awful kind of racial trope and then you would have this moment of like realization that that's exactly what it must be like for these women every single day you know Mm. and you're Mm. kind of like oh like it's it's yeah it's quite wrenching yeah gut-wrenching and really funny like it really just um kind of sits on that boundary quite a lot which I found again like a really great way of uh engaging people like it didn't feel like alienating at all in terms no. of you know like it yeah. felt like you really and at the end they got everyone up and dancing and we had a, like a good dance at the end and yeah. it just felt like a really kind of um confrontational and like educating experience but also really warming and positive and you kind of at the end felt like yeah okay yeah you know i think yeah it, I, it really kind of emboldened you to do good things i, I yeah. don't know how to explain it but it just it was so inspiring and um, yeah absolutely and I think a lot of conversations about race and gender and feminism are really hard conversations. And so people, myself included, are res- like resist, you know, some of those situations because it is so hard. And yeah. you just think, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing or I don't want someone else to say the wrong thing. Um, and so you avoid conflict where this was like you came out of that being like, oh, I want to do something good and I want to be part of a conversation. Totally, yeah. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was amazing. Having said that, even though like the boogie at the end was good, I've never felt more uncoordinated. After, oh. I was like watching people who were so incredible perform. I know, your face was like, then, please don't make me do this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really want to dance. Come it on. Good, but I was like, oh, I really need to But just like the power in movement as well is so mm. great. So know? it's running till tomorrow. So yeah. Yeah. If you can get hands on tickets, I would yeah, definitely go it and see it. Yeah, it's so good. It's amazing. Okay, so we're going to also take a new track now by Princess Nokia, our agenda favourite. <laughs> um, one of our past guests on Agenda, Benji, just put up a Facebook post where she got up on stage and danced with Princess Nokia, so Princess and it's Nokia, incredible. Like, pointed her out. Of oh, the it's so cool! And pulled her up, and I like. I don't You've know been like watching it on repeat <laughs> ten times in a row. It's so good, um, but I don't know if Princess Nokia anticipated how how like, amazing Benji is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's yeah. pretty incredible. Um, anyway, this is G O A T by Princess Nokia. Hold 
dad is your man, and dad ain't my business. So come for me different. You can make fun of me, but my bank account statement is something, is something, is something to see. I've been there with the shits, the rap shit I do with you bet. I ain't the best, but damn I'm the best. You might get hacked, or you might get checked. So don't disrespect, or it will be hit for the neck. This shit is the ill is, is that scream three from the kill shit. I'm a rap bill in a misfit, and I throw bows in a mosh pit. I bump bump that gangsta boo, that loco, that little chat. I respect that trill shit, and I'm OGs that really rap. I'ma read it back with some new shit. You Dion, and I'm clueless. I got my own movement. I do this, I move shit. I change rap forever, man. It's me who had the biggest plan. Ain't no average bitch. I've been the man. I've been the go eating off the land. It's me who took the widow shit to another level, and I'm killing it. They ain't want me. That's beginning ish. No, I'm too high, and they suck my dick. That was Princess Nokia's new track, G-O-A-T, our agenda favourite here on FBI Radio. We're joined now by Sydney filmmaker Dana Popovska and Angel Alana, who is, stars in Diana's new web series called Plans. Um, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks. So Plans is a web series that seems to be something that's happening more and more recently with kind of shows like Insecure and Broad City. How have you? How have you kind of... How's that? How is like that format going? Because it seems like you know my idea of the way that TV shows get made is like executives are like we need to see this and we need to see that and like more shows that are using the web series format are showing how you can have different looking casts. Um, so yeah, is that like a decision that you made to do it that way? Yeah, we were um, the way that I met the entire cast of Plans was uh, through an acting school, and. Um, yeah, and the whole idea behind plans was that we'd put it up on the internet because with the internet you don't have constrictions. You can write your own stories and you don't have to necessarily censor yourself. So uh, plans is very raw in its representation of sex and, you know, a drug and alcohol abuse and, and self-medication and love and heartbreak. So we also, um, at that time, we didn't have access to kind of get it onto a network or the contacts even. We had to build that up and the best way to do that is to make your own work and get it out there and show people what you can do and with things like YouTube and Vimeo uh, web series is a great way to get your stories out there. Backtracking backtracking a little bit can you tell us about um, kind of the broader concept of Plans as a TV show? So Plans follows seven characters uh, and it's set over seven days so every episode follows one character similar to the show Skins Um, And every character has an influence in what happens the episode after. So one episode follows one character specifically and then it ends with another character and the episode opens on another character. So it's an opportunity to see other people's perspectives and um, kind of get their side of the story. Uh, Every character is quite different. um, And it's, I guess, essentially, um, in a nutshell, Plans is about breaking down the barriers and, um, and trying to move past heartbreak to a place where you can be vulnerable and let people in. Um, it's it's messy. It shows life in your 20s and 30s, uh, quite raw, messy. It's not packaged in a neat little box. It's the stuff that you see your friends go through every day. Like we're 
constantly battling with anxiety and, and questioning ourselves and what we're doing and sometimes we can push people away but plans examines how we can step up for people and, and be there for them. And you said that you you did it with friends from your acting school. Yeah. Does that present some challenges if you're kind of delving into these issues that are sometimes people would maybe prefer not to talk about? Has that been challenging? Or? Yeah, it's been super challenging. When we started Plans, we wrote a lot of the characters based on the actors that we wanted to play them. So we're really playing on the strengths of these actors and everyone brings a very unique thing to their role like a lot of these actors are you know from Parramatta or you know southwest Sydney uh, you know some are even from the north or Bondi or central Sydney Sydney so we all have our own stories and experiences um, and it was just about um, getting the actors to a place where they wanted to share their stories and yeah, yeah that might be a nice way to open up to you Angel can you talk us through your character or your like development as the character in your uh, episode? Yeah, sure. Um, so Patricia is actually Dee's character's ex-girlfriend. Um, and I'm kind of like, you know, when you have an ex that <clears throat> you see happy all of a sudden with someone else and then you can't, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of thing. I see her bump into her with her new partner and um, it kind of stirs some stuff up in me and I start to sort of try and wrangle with drawing her back in or seducing her again. And it's not necessarily the right thing to do. I'm kind of have always played with her heart a little and I don't know, I think we've all been there before that power struggle. <laughs> so it was a fun scene to do and I think that's why I love acting because um, you don't necessarily have to have the moral compass that you have in life. Mm-hmm. You can play those characters or um, do those things and say those things that you probably shouldn't. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's what's cool about the series, I think. Yeah, it's a little bit unhinged. Mm. Um, most of the dialogue in plans, like uh, when Peter and myself were writing it, we'd either said to someone before or had said to, like had those words said to us. So a mm. lot of it was real personal and real and yeah. And is that kind of cathartic or is it more like re-traumatizing yourself <laughs> from like reliving breakups? And- now that it's coming out, it's it's quite cathartic. But when we were doing it, it was, I was, it was you're quite precious with the material. Um, because it's so personal. And, Are you worried that one of your exes is going to recognise something <laughs> that they've said to you? Um, one, of, one of my exes knows that, a, a, like, my character storyline is a, is based on her. Um, but we're, like, best friends now and uh, in an incredible, incredible place uh, where we are, yeah, best friends. And uh, I think that story needed to be told because, you know... Um, I don't know. It was, it was, it's a great story, you know. The yeah. joys of dating an artist. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sometimes they make little references to like exes on air. Like, <laughs> Can you not do that? <laughs> like with the material. Sorry, but it's so good. Art. Yeah. Um, it was was the character um, Angel for you? Like um, someone. What is your kind of experience with playing different characters in in your like acting experience? Was this kind of a new role for you, or like do you find that yourself kind of stereotyped into specific roles? Or yeah, well, it was definitely a, uh, a new role, and as Dee said, she kind of really allowed all of us the opportunity to play these really diverse characters. I think we all know that some of the characters present on you know Australian TV screens are quite conservative, mm-hmm. um, and uh, as actors, you want to play the gritty stuff. You want to play the messy and the vulnerable and the raw and the real um, and Dee did us all a very uh, solid um, job of, of yeah writing a, an incredible script I nearly said an F word then but I, I, I refrain an F an incredible nice script nice one um, <laughs> we, we say it all the time. Yeah. Um, 
And I think for me, yeah, obviously I've got a shaved head now, but I had, you know, long blonde hair and that's in the scene you'll see that. So definitely used to being um, pigeonholed in Mm. that character. And it's not, I mean, it's not as fun to play, that's for sure. So, Mm. yeah. Sorry. Um, As a director, do you see, given that there's maybe a lack of diversity in Australian television, do you kind of see, do you feel an obligation to tell more maybe complex stories about identity or is it just something that happens naturally because that's what life looks like and it's not so much of like I need to tick these boxes I think um I think the latter I think that's just like when I look around me the friends that I have or I grew up in in near Liverpool and where I went to school and stuff you know uh you had people from um uh european backgrounds asian backgrounds um all sorts all sorts of backgrounds that was just normal it i mean that is australia and unfortunately we don't always see that represented on our tv screens there's incredible shows like pulse coming out on abc which has a a beautiful diverse cast you know and that's the kind of stuff that drives me that's the kind of stuff that i like to watch just because it's an honest representation of the Australia that you see when you walk down the street. Um, so for me, it wasn't even a question of, of, of who I put in this show. They they got their roles because, one, they were talented, but they just came from diverse cultural backgrounds anyways just mm. because we all kind of do. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's got a pretty... Plans has a pretty incredible soundtrack as well. How did you go about um, choosing the the tracks for the show? I used to work at Good God Small Club. Um, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> what is it now? Plan B? Plan B Sad. or Hudson Borum. Yeah. I don't know. Hudson Borum? Yeah. Is yeah. it? Oh, um, I'm out of touch. I'm glad it's not called Plan B anymore. It's <laughs> yeah, a terrible name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and, you know, I was lucky enough, um, you know, uh, to work for Jimmy and Hunter and... They are incredible people um, and they would always uh, bring in beautiful music acts and and bands and and musicians. So I met a lot of the musicians when I worked there and became friends with them and um, like Annie and Moon Holiday, Rainbow Chan, um, you know, Alex Cameron, although he doesn't play on this, but like incredible people like that and they gave me their music for this show just because they understood how important the show was and what we were trying to do with it. and I think their music just works so well because it's most of the musicians are from Sydney and it's a Sydney show, so, mm. yeah. When is it launching? Well, mm-hmm. um, today, um, Mardi Gras... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mardi Gras Film Festival, uh, Queer Screen, they're doing an exclusive premiere of episode one. Amazing. Yeah, awesome. so they've jumped on board with us and, once again, Lisa, the director, um, she's... She's great and has been supporting us from day dot. So That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Diana and Angel, thank you so much for coming in to chat to us today about plans. Uh, we'll Did you just say it really loud? Why is it all capitals? Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to shout. There's so many web series out there. I'm like, just watch plans. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. We'll pop up a link to where you can watch all capital plans, <laughs> plans on the yeah. Agenda Show page. Uh, we're going to leave you with this track from Moon Holiday, which features on the series. It's called Rid You. Stick around for Back Chat up next. You've been listening to Agenda on FBI Radio.